You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Cura. That's Grey yeah. Cup me, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hook! Welcome to another episode of the Two and Out CFL podcast. Travis Cura and Brazilian Ty. I just want to open up the show uh, letting you know that Two and Out is now on Patreon. Uh, set up this account just to see what happens. I hate asking. Well, I, I, I'm okay with like asking, asking me for money. For money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But uh, since uh, we no longer have any ads or any uh, uh, network involvement, see what the crowdfunding does. So we set up a couple levels here. Uh, The first one, hey, it's about a premium cup of coffee. You just want to support us a little bit and uh, do that. You can do that on Patreon. And also there's a higher tier. So what we'll do here is we'll post the podcast on Patreon, a little bit of an early access thing. Um, you'll get it a few hours earlier on there before it releases on YouTube and all over uh, the podcast world. So look at that, a little bit of a VIP level. We, the, the lower level is called the Rouge tier, and then the uh, the upper level is called a, a touchdown tier. I had to call it a Rouge. Well, I would I would be disappointed in you if you didn't. <laughs> so if you do want to get in on that, hey, no pressure. It's a pinned tweet on our Twitter, and I'll also post up a link on our uh, website, toandout.ca. That being said, next week, the big season previews for the West and the East divisions. So in the East, oh man, we've got a lot of guests here. Uh, we're going to be talking to Janine from Mouchoir, a Red Blacks podcast. Will from the Argos Fancast, Cliffy D from the Alouettes Flight Deck, and Josh Smith from Podsky Wee Wee. For the West, it'll be Matt Baker out of BC. It'll be Safamod from the Piffles Podcast. It will be Ryan Cooper from the Canadian Football Countdown. Ryan Ballantyne from the Go Stamps Go Podcast. And Andrew from the Turf District. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it, it took everything in me when you're reading those names off to not boo Ryan Ballantyne. <laughs> I know you had to hold back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me guess. Let me guess. Calgary's going to go 18 and 0. He's going to have all Stampeders actually, in his I, lineup. There was no 18 and 0 prediction. Yes. I didn't ask him for a prediction. Maybe yeah, because we don't need to. <laughs> He is the Jim Houston of the CFL. <laughs> so those episodes will be up on our Patreon before the end of the week. So you'll get time to listen to those uh, throughout the weekend and get you ready for the season kicking off next weekend. Uh, otherwise, they'll be posted early next week while I'm on holidays uh, looking for bears in the Canadian Rockies. Otherwise, my wife would just say, look in the mirror, Travis. 
joke writes itself. I didn't even have to say it. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> Some uh, news in the Canadian Football League. The Grey Cup is a finalist for a 2023 Prestige Award. It is a perennial contender, I think, for awards in Canada. And I, I don't know if the Grey Cup is Canada's best secret anymore, but every single year it is a premium event. And you know what? There there are some people that look down on the CFL. There just is. And I, I will tell those people, go to a Grey Cup. And if you don't Not have, just the game though. Yeah, you gotta yeah. show up Thursday after like Thursday morning. Yeah. And if you don't have fun, hey, you don't even need to be loaded from, you know, six A to midnight. Well, Maybe you do. <laughs> You're gonna have fun. There's something for everybody at these and you can, cups, and you can come babysit me for an hour or two. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. I manage to make one, and who doesn't want to babysit Brazilian tie at a great cup? I can name a few people. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to the organizers of the Great Cup Festival again. Uh, I, I know there was some talk about the attendance at the game and all that, but the festival was well attended, and it, it was another great Great mm-hmm. Cup in Regina as we look forward to Hamilton this November. Preseason games this past weekend had Montreal beating Ottawa 22-21. I think about three minutes left. Montreal was trailing uh, by a few points here, but they fought back and handed the Red Blacks a preseason loss. Uh, I mean, when the kicker, Jose Maltos, gets five field goals, hoisted on the shoulders. When's the last time you've seen that in a preseason game tie? Uh <laughs> <laughs> just the face palm. I, I know we're on YouTube now, so you need to go to YouTube to see Ty's reaction to this. I, I get it, <laughs> but it's also the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I love enthusiasm. And to me, that maybe speaks that the the team's really together at this point yeah. in training camp. So, I mean, that's a positive for Alouette fans. I, I wonder, now this is interesting, uh, Caleb Evans is now in Montreal. I, I wonder, there might be a little bit of a battle there for number two between Evans and Davis Alexander. Of course, Evans does have uh, some experience on short yardage and things like that, so maybe that would give him a leg up on the depth chart going into the season, but Davis Alexander had some nice moments for the Alouettes mm-hmm. in this one, and we actually got news. It was just today. Now, Jalen Philpot is going to miss the start of the season with an injury with the Stampeders. Now, Tyson Philpot will miss the start of the season with a hamstring injury. The Twins had uh, impacts on their respective teams in 2022. It's unfortunate we're going to be going into mm-hmm. the year when they're not going to be on the field right away. Well, and young Canadian talent, too, which kind of makes it sting even that little bit more. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, both both these kids contributed to to their team's success last year and just to have them not on the field the whole not only for the team but just for the league as a whole just because of their passport as far as ottawa goes we're not sure jeremiah masoli is going to be ready for week one so it did look like they gave uh, nick arbuckle some extended time and the other quarterback tyree adams made some nice plays in there as well including a 43 yard grab to Devonte deadman 
I think it will do the Red Blacks well to have Deadman involved more in the offense than just in the return game. And we saw that with Banks. Yeah. Near the end of his tenure in Hamilton, he started getting more and more touches offensively and then had a breakout season and was able to continue that momentum. And why wouldn't you want to put the ball in Deadman's hands more and give him more opportunity to make guys miss and make plays and score you points? The Hamilton Tiger Cats beat the Argos 27-22. Bo Mitchell was slinging passes early. He had 63 yards and a touchdown to your boy, Richie Sindani. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> a lineup that I didn't have him in? Yeah. Well, and how many snaps has Bo taken in the preseason in the past few years? But yeah. he that was a beauty, beauty touchdown to Sindani. Obviously a receiver he's familiar with from mm-hmm. his time in Calgary. But I think Bo is going to be coming into this year with a chip on his shoulder. I, I think so. I, I By no means is his time done. No. Obviously, he ran the course in Calgary, and they saw something. like He has had the injuries the last couple of years and everything, and cheaper option to go with Jake Mayer, who was winning them football games, so I get that. But, you know, when you're when you're bullied by Mitchell and the only team you've played for in this league decides to cut ties, yeah, like you said, a chip on his shoulder. He's probably a little pissed off. Uh, great on the schedule makers, though, to not have Hamilton go to Calgary at all this year. That's really good. It's a really good idea. Uh but like, but like you said, like how many preseason snaps has he taken before? Like, it's not a lot, but he's got a whole new cast of characters out there. He's got some familiarity with Richards and Danny and guys like that, but you know, he's got to learn a whole new offense, a uh, whole new schemes, terminology, all that stuff. He's going to take some time. Maybe the first two weeks might not be great. They're probably still winnable games, very winnable with Bo as your quarterback. But I think it's going to be a little bit of an extended training camp in that aspect, just him getting used to, to everything in there. The Argos are going to be going into the season with Chad Kelly as their guy. He didn't play in their first preseason game. He had some elbow tightness. It does look like he's going to be good to go for their final preseason game and at least get some snaps in the Argo offense. But there's a wide open battle for number two. And preseason or not, I mean, these are pretty good practice numbers. Brian Scott goes 16 of 18 for 155 yards and two touchdowns. And I don't know if you saw the highlight those beauty uniforms and that beauty touchdown catch by Dijon Brissett. Uh, if, if he's going to put up those kind of numbers, uh, Brian mm-hmm. Scott might be that number two in Toronto. Which, I mean, you, that's what this training camp is going to be for Toronto. It's going to be a lot. They got Every team does have to figure stuff out, but Toronto, it seems every year that they win a great cup, next year is a complete overhaul. Chad Kelly's pencil in is your number one, so you got to figure out what your backup can do. Because you don't know, nobody really knows what Chad Kelly is yet. He's had ten minutes one, in the Grey Cup, <laughs> one series, two series. Like it's it's a tough it's a tough uh, thing to to guess because you just don't know. Uh, when you have a backup that can do that, yeah, it's a preseason game, but it's nice to know that competent can, knows the playbook can do that. So if Chad Kelly does falter or gets hurt, you have somebody that can take over uh, because you know if you don't. It always used to be if you have two number ones, you don't have a number one in football when it came to quarterbacks. Right now, if you don't have, like, your backup has to be able to start games. Mm-hmm. If if you're running one quarterback out there and a Dom Davis, like they, they did in Ottawa, like, it's not going to work. 
Winnipeg beating Edmonton 25-23. I was at this game. I was actually surprised by how long the Bombers kept their starters into the game, especially on the road. I I wondered maybe if they would uh, keep their starters in at home, but Willie Jefferson was on the field. Brandon Alexander was on the field, and Zach Kalaros hit Kenny Lawler for a long touchdown, which I'm guessing we're going to have to get used to that this season. Maybe they just wanted to get Lawler into the end zone one more time at Commonwealth Stadium. He was only there for a year, but uh, they let those guys play for quite a bit of that game. Uh, that makes gonna, me wonder if they're not going to be in very long for their last preseason. They probably even though, won't be. Even though it is at home. Yeah, but I don't think yeah. O'Shea really cares whether they're at home or on the road for that stuff. We got a question mark uh, regarding Brady Oliveira's health. He uh, got banged up in day one of training camp. Just today, as we're recording this, he started uh, – participating in the walkthroughs. So we'll see as the season gets underway here. He's got some time for week one, and he's been in that bomber system, so I'm sure he knows what to expect. But we could be seeing more Johnny Augustine possibly as the season 2500 bucks. Hey. In training camp, when you hear injury, you just hope it's contact injury. <laughs> yeah. In, in all honesty, the non-ones seem to last tearing, the whole season. Yeah, because well, you're tearing something or spraining something. You get a high ankle sprain, like it's there's half your year. Yeah, uh, the Elks should mention regarding this game. It does look like they've got a pretty dynamic duo in their backfield. We didn't see Kevin Brown, the the starter from last year, but we did see Shannon Brooks, who had 72 yards in this one, five and a half yards per carry. It seems like dynamic duos in as your quarterback, but also your running back is starting to become quite mm-hmm. quite important here. Saskatchewan has it. I'd say Montreal has it. Standback and Fletcher. Hey, even Antwi stepped in yeah, last year. Uh, the the Stamps they've got three starting caliber as, as usual. Backs. Yeah, Diedrich Mills, Peyton Logan, and Kadeem Carey, and the Elks, Brooks and Brown. Sounds like uh, a law firm there, but uh, (laughs) it sounds like they've got uh, good options in their backfield too. And you want to be able to spell guys off, keep them healthy, keep them fresh throughout throughout the game and throughout the season. And we saw that in Hamilton where they would spell guys up, spell uh, Don Jackson and like either Sean Thomas Arlington or... Oh, they had Malik Irons. Malik Irons. And but, they but, had Hills. But they last weren't year, using yeah. them the same. One right. would always win as a receiving back. One would be a blocking back. One right. would be the, so you always knew what the scheme or what the idea of the play was going to be. Whereas if you want to be successful at both guys have to do every, a little bit of everything. You can't have a specialty back for every little thing. Like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. going to have a specialty back for some stuff, obviously, but throughout a game. It can't be you can't be going back and forth depending on if you're passing the ball or running the ball. And from what we've seen from the duos that you've mentioned, that those guys can kind of do both things. So it 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 helps helps not only your offensive line and your quarterback because it keeps defenses off balance, but it keeps them healthy and fresh. Now we like CFL fantasy, and I honestly think that stuff like this makes <laughs> you'd think in a nine team league, you would be able to know who's gonna be getting the ball with five receivers in every offense. 
running back duos all over the place, quarterbacks that have 15 rushing touchdowns but nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> CFL fantasy is a, is a challenge. My years yeah. of playing NFL fantasy, you knew who the bell cow running back was. You knew. You, and the, you knew that Mike Tolbert was going to vulture <laughs> – touchdowns from inside the five-yard line for the Chargers. The, the one receiver a lot of times where the entire offense is built around, that's not the case in, in Canada. And sometimes no. you're just throwing darts. <laughs> $2,500 running backs. Yeah. <laughs> you got to find them, and you got to hope and pray. Saskatchewan beat BC. I don't know if you caught a glimpse of those uh, BC uniforms. The smoke gray? Mm-hmm. I thought those look great. No, they're awesome. Yeah. I love, I love everything about them. I almost uh, – I might have to buy one of those. Uh, Dane Evans completed over 80% of his passes, one touchdown. Man, <laughs> you've said it before. Dane likes to have, uh, I think, another starting quarterback for some reason. Likes or has to have. Yeah, maybe has to have. I think so. In Saskatchewan, it seemed like all three quarterbacks had success here as the battle for the number two spot continues. Shea Patterson, Mason Fine, and Jake Dolagala. Maybe Mason Fine still has the edge in this battle, mm-hmm. but they were all able to move the ball. Preseason or not, that has to be a good sign for Ryder Nation. Well, and considering what we went through last year with that quarterback position people losing faith in Fajardo and Fajardo seemed like he lost his confidence, yeah. lost confidence in himself. Sean Michaels, he lost his smile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my boss told me that when I quit my, when I quit my job. That the bo- that he lost his smile? That I had lost my smile. Oh, oh. I'm like, really? I didn't know I had one working here. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but like you did what the riders went through last year at the quarterback position. I, I would think Mason Fine has that upper hand just because he was there. The staff is more familiar with him and everything, but they do need to make sure that whoever is that backup is ready to go. Yeah. And it's not a knock on Trevor Harris. It's just what the CFL is now. It's a, you have to have two guys that can move the ball. We are into the final preseason games uh, of the preseason, and then <laughs> everything is live. Everything counts. Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ottawa is in Toronto. Well, no, Ottawa's in Guelph to play Toronto. Uh, Calgary in BC, Hamilton in Montreal, and Saskatchewan in Winnipeg. You can rate, review, and subscribe to Tune Out on your favorite podcatcher. And subscribe and uh, leave a comment, a like on YouTube as well. I will say thank you to, I don't want to call it Tune Out Nation. We'll call it Tune Out Hamlet. Who I was going to say, uh, <laughs> shown like Heisler. A, a support and uh, kind of telling. Actually, I th- was it Paul on YouTube? He wants us. Me to go from retirement to a daily show. <laughs> hey, he said it was worth a try. I agree. It was worth a try. But I can confidently say, <laughs> unless we have a sponsor that is yeah. going to pay us both a living wage, <laughs> it won't or, happen. Yeah. Hey, you, tell you what, if, we, if, if people want to pay us a living wage through Patreon, I'm good with that too. 
If we get 10,000 Patreon subscribers, I might Ooh. do a daily show. <laughs> I like it. I like we'll it. We'll see. We'll I see. A, I think that's a safe bar to stay. I think we're good. I think we should start a drinking game for two and out every time we mention the Patreon. <laughs> no, no. Every time you mention the Patreon, yes. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> All of a sudden, it just showed up on my Twitter feed the other night. I'm like, what the hell just happened? I, I, I show up uh, in Edmonton for the home opener driving a Lambo, and Ty's like, where's my I half? Even, I can't even get a new windshield in my pickup. <laughs> I love this. Uh, we'll talk to you next week for the big preview shows. The East and the West, they are most mammoth episodes of the season. There are a lot to put together, so I hope you enjoy them as uh, we get Yeah, I've, I've been working my butt off. I can't believe how hard this has been. <laughs> CFL kickoff. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the final weekend of the preseason. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.